Welcome to the Tamarind Learning Podcast, where host Cindy Radu speaks with experts on many topics relevant to the ultra-high net worth family and family office. Cindy was author and co-author of numerous articles related to trusts, family enterprises, and estate planning, and co-authored taxation and estate planning in Canada for many years. She also shares her expertise as a consultant, advisor, and educator to those in the family enterprise space. Cindy is the Chief Learning Officer of Tamarind Learning Canada, an online wealth education platform that develops practical, foundational learning programs for beneficiaries and their advisors to help them prepare for the responsible stewardship of wealth. Welcome to the Tamarind Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Radu. I'm the Chief Learning Officer for Tamarind Learning Canada, which is an online wealth education platform that develops practical foundational learning programs for beneficiaries and their advisors to help them prepare for the responsible stewardship of wealth. As part of the Tamarind Learning Platform, I have the privilege to speak with experts on topics relevant to families of wealth and family offices. And in this episode, I am absolutely delighted to welcome Jerry Meyer from Vancouver, Canada as our guest. Jerry, thank you so much for being with us today. And thanks for uh, having me on the podcast. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Um, Before we do get into our conversation on rising generation engagement and development, I want to share some of your bio highlights uh, with our listeners. Uh, Jerry has over 40 years of experience in all aspects of business strategy, organizational culture and design, business transition, change management, and human resources. For the last 18 years, Jerry has focused on bringing measurable value to his exclusively family enterprise clients. During 11 of those years, he was involved in all major aspects of a business realignment that was driven by a family succession. Jerry's many designations and certifications include a BA, Bachelor of Arts in Economics, a Chartered Professional in Human Resources, a Senior Certified Professional in the United States, and a Family Enterprise Advisor. Jerry's expertise includes family owner and enterprise governance, developing family office mandates and structuring family offices, family constitution development, And of particular note for our podcast, Jerry has a keen interest in engagement and development for rising generations. Jerry, we were recently introduced to each other by our friend Steve Legler, and Steve connected us because of our mutual interest in education for families. As a lifelong learner yourself, you clearly uh, bring a passion for cultivating educational engagement and development in the families you work with. And just to get us started, I'd be really interested in knowing what general themes you're seeing with respect to rising gen education. Thanks, Cindy. In terms of some of the the, the key areas that or key trends that I'm starting to see uh, with the clients that I'm working with, and also with uh, other families that uh, other advisors are working with, um, there is a general uh, focus on lifelong learning. Uh, a recognition that as a member of a family enterprise, regardless of your role, 
um, your learning is not just one of go to a course, uh, pass a course, and you're done. Um, the the area of family enterprise uh, continues to evolve, and the the academic and empirical research continues to evolve. Uh, so just spending a great deal of uh, time continuing to stay on top of all of that is, is certainly one of the hallmarks I see of, of very successful family enterprises. A couple of other areas that I've seen um, is actually a rising recognition in the role of women going forward in uh, family enterprises, um, that gender diversity is coming uh, more and more into the conversation. Uh, including in industries that have traditionally been quite male dominated. Um, as an example, one of my clients uh, in a generational transition, um, the next gen females outnumber the next gen males or rising gen females outnumber the, the rising gen males in the family. A couple of other uh, areas that I'm also seeing, we've all heard of the concept of the three circle model by Davis and Tagieri uh, from the 1970s. And from some families, they have one circle and everything is discussed with inside it. So the ownership, the management of the company and the family issues. As families transition from generation to generation, those circles start to pull apart. Families that are clearly understanding the need to separate each of those circles and having the necessary conversations in each of those circles and educating themselves around each of those circles continue to be the ones I see as successful going forward. And just in terms of the availability of material, I alluded to it earlier, there's wealth of material online, courses, uh, resources, uh, books that um, are, are continuing to come out. And I would say the last trend that I'm starting to see uh, more and more of is uh, the role of mentorship in rising generations in the, sen uh, in the sense that families are recognizing um, that perhaps a mentor outside of the family relationship would be a, a good role model for the rising generation. Um, and I'm starting to see more and more of that as well. So I, I like this idea of mentorship. Is that really alongside, I'm assuming, supplementing other uh, modalities of learning that the families are doing? So that's, yes. at, what, at what sort of age or, or stage are, is that mentorship role becoming of interest both to the senior, the, the senior generation and the rising generation? It's an interesting aspect when you, when you talk about sort of what age um, that is kicking in. First of all, let's go back to a point that you brought about in terms of the different modalities. There's not one consistent modality that people tend to use. Um, it's it's a, a, a diverse range of modalities that are the most effective way of um, developing education and developing yourself. Mentorship is just one aspect of that. The relationship where a mentor will come in is, to, is somewhat dependent on what it is that the mentee, so the rising generation, uh, want to focus on. And so for perhaps younger, early career stage uh, individuals, that would be a different relationship than let's say someone who's in their late 20s, early 30s and potentially moving into 
as it relates to the operating uh, operations of the business, potentially senior management executive type roles. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say there's sort of a, a, a clear indicator of when's the right time to bring a mentor in. It really is a question of what is it that the, the rising generation individual wants to focus on and what's the right kind of mentor that they want to, uh, that they would work effectively with. And um, so how is that being identified uh, like are, are those mentees actually coming forward proactively or is that coming out in some sort of one-on-one -on -one conversations in your role with family members? What, what is the process yeah. that you're finding is, is bringing that mentorship relationship into fruition? And that's a really good question um, in the sense that um, most of these are happening as a result of, of conversations I'm having with both the active generation and the rising generation. And um, it, where it gets to is um, a recognition that perhaps the dynamic between the active generation individual and the rising generation individual isn't conducive to having a mentor relationship. Um, and having someone external would be much more effective. They're independent, they can be transparent, uh, they have effectively no vested interest in the outcome. They're really there to provide, as I said, the mentor uh, relationship with the, the rising generation. And they can have conversations differently than the rising generation can have with an active generation member. So certainly in the work that I've done with a number of my clients where I'm working to, to develop uh, rising gen individuals or a collection of them, I will put on the table, well, maybe we want to talk about a mentor relationship and look externally. Again, just a quick uh, anecdote. Uh, for one uh, situation, uh, a fairly large family enterprise um, had a informal relationship with a, another fairly large family enterprise um, in the same area. And they the, the active generation, a number of the individuals got together and said, hey, look, we need to do some mentoring with our respective rising generation people. Why don't we cross fertilize? Hmm. And really? so, um, and they're in completely disparate industries. There's no competition issues whatsoever. But it was a recognition that the issues are unique to family enterprises and both could bring meaning to the other. I really like that example. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, what thoughts, Jerry, do you have on what I'll call the, the lens, what lens a family embarks on education from? For example, you know, does a development path, learning path differ if there's a purely operating family business where uh, some members work in the family members work in the business or want to work in the family business, but there's maybe others who who have chosen a different path and maybe there isn't a broader formal family enterprise structure that's already in place. And, and I love this question um, in the sense that the, the vast majority of the conversations I'm having with my family enterprise clients is around this conversation. Oh. Um, and they're, if we recognize that there are, there's a role for the rising generation potentially as an operator of the business, as an owner or shareholder of the business, 
as a member of the board of directors of the business. We then need to recognize that the development education for each one of those roles, in my humble opinion, is really very different. Um, and if I want to be an executive, if I ultimately aspire to be the CEO of family business, then I need to develop a set of skill sets, uh, a set of skills, uh, a set of competencies that, quite frankly, are very different than if I want to be an effective owner, or actually the, the, the term that I prefer to use is an effective steward of the wealth. Um, the role of a steward of the wealth is again, very different than being an operator of the business. Um, the, the skill sets and the competencies associated with being a shareholder and an effective shareholder that's focused on the legacy and the stewardship role is very different than operating a business. Um, and then finally, and this one, I, <laughs> this one can, 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 uh, uh, be a bit of a challenging conversation is drawing the distinction between a board of director, a role as a board of director on a family board versus being a shareholder. Mm, yeah. And uh, depending on the size of your family enterprise, not all shareholders will be sitting on the board for the active business. Um, and so what is your role as a, as a director on the board? And there's certainly all the fiduciary aspects, et cetera, et cetera, that come into it, especially if it, it turns out to be it's a public traded board. Mm -hmm. um, and so many of the conversations that I have with, with my clients it revolves around drawing that distinction between are you developing them as future owners or stewards, or are you developing them as, as future uh, operators of the business, and, are you and or are you developing to them to be directors on the board? Um, and to a point that you, you put into the conversation, um, and this is also, uh, comes out in the conversations I have with rising generation, um, not all of them want to be operators in the business. Um, and, and an anecdotal story very quickly with a, a particular family that I worked with, uh, the father decided it was time for him to retire. Well, actually the mother decided it was time for the father to retire, um, and, and pointed that out. Um, and so he just, uh, without any preparation or conversation or dialogue, he simply said to the two daughters, okay, it's all yours. Oh my. And the two daughters went, uh, thanks, but no. Um, and I'm somewhat, um, glossing over it, um, a, a little bit, but the, the result was that without a lot of conversation, there was a significant disconnect between what the daughters were looking at in terms of their career aspirations, lifestyle, um, and, and life goals, and what the father was expecting them to play in the role of going forward. Uh, the end result very quickly, we recognized that they wanted to continue to own and manage the asset, but they didn't want to actually manage the business. Excellent. So, we, we set up a board, put on a couple of independents, the daughters and father sat on the board, um, and we promoted the, uh, a non-family executive into the CEO role. And everybody ended up being very comfortable with that outcome, especially the mother. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, there's lots of layers of dynamics in, in family, family businesses and family enterprise. Yeah. And I would imagine just on this theme of education and development, then to the first um, sort of question that we were talking about with this idea of mentors, that mm-hmm. once you've been able to identify with the rising gen where they see themselves and I imagine that where they might see themselves today might be very different from five years from now or 20 years from now but Mm -hmm. that pairing with a mentor would also provide um, some guidance and structure around that learning path that would be tailored to that individual in that role in in addition to whatever the family might be doing as a collective uh, Mm -hmm. in, in their in their education strategy. Absolutely. Um, and, and an interesting layer to that, um, to that point uh, is some of the tension, if I'll use that word carefully, mm-hmm. um, between the active generation and the rising generation in defining the path going forward as to how the next gen or the rising gen will um, will be developed or what areas of development they need to focus on. Because um, what I also find um, with with many clients is um, an unfortunate assumption from active uh, active generation that the path that they took needs to be the path the rising generation takes. Um, and more and more families are starting to recognize um, that that's not the case. What got us as an active generation to where we are today doesn't necessarily relate to or is appropriate for the rising generation in getting them ready to assume a role uh, in the organization or in the family enterprise. Um, and that involves um, a lot of dialogue, a lot of meaningful dialogue around um, you know, the realities of what the rising generation are facing and just you know, look at what, what we've been through in the last two years, mm-hmm. um, uh, socially, uh, economically, uh, and environmentally. And it, it's a very different picture than what the active generation may have growing up through uh, as they um, continue to be to operate the business and be stewards of the well. Excellent. Well, that that kind of takes me to really the practicalities of this in terms of how families are initiating or if they haven't initiated um, this kind of um, really proactive, intentional learning path are you finding that there's a particular generation that's kind of driving this education agenda? Uh, you know, how are, how are family members participating as, as a general rule in getting these programs in place? Unfortunately, but in, in reality, I, I'm not, I'm not experiencing that there is a particular generation that's driving this. Um, in, in some client with some clients, it's the active generation that are, uh, in a sense, pulling along the rising generation um, to get them prepped, uh, to get them to focus on development. And, you know, unfortunately, in some cases, screaming and kicking the whole way through, 
Okay. Other clients, it's the rising generation that are kind of knocking on the door, you know, the standard statement, I want a seat at the table. They need to push the active generation to start to have conversations around how can I, as a rising generation, prepare myself to become an owner, a steward of the wealth, um, or an executive in the business. Okay. Um, and so what it really boils down to is, is creating the environment uh, around which or in which the, um, the constituents, all of the generations, and um, all of the family members, and I'll come back to that point in just a second, uh, can sit down around a table and have a meaningful conversation around what does the future look like? And that's that picture may be slightly different for the active generation than it is for the rising generation. And that's okay. Um, what are the value systems that the family want to continue to evolve? And values as a family aren't necessarily the same as values as a business. Um, and so when I mentioned earlier, all of the family members being part of that conversation, I do uh, drive families to have a governance model around the family. So having a family assembly um, with uh, on a regular basis where we can have those meaningful conversations around the table. We can work as a family around communication and conflict resolution, managing conflict resolution, and starting to define what, um, what direction do we wanna take? Um, how do we let the, the, the rising generation know that they're going to be ready to assume a role? Um, anecdotally, one family took it to the point of saying, okay, here are the different roles as a family member. Here are the competencies for each one of those roles. And here are the development elements of each of those competencies that you need to go through. So it could be reading, it could be course, it could be experience. Um, to illustrate one, one competency was understanding governance model on a, um, on a board. So next gen, we're encouraged to go sit on nonprofit boards to gain that experience. Well, that's excellent, Jerry. Uh, I, we have to wrap up, but I, Understood. for me, I think we could talk for, we could probably talk for days. I, on could, um, I could talk forever. Because we're both very, very passionate about it. For me, I think two main takeaways from our, our conversation today is it's important to get that conversation started. And whether it's the active gen, the rising gen, the advisors who are involved in the family, um, just start talking about, you know, education, what are your interests, where do you see yourself? And then I loved also this, this concept of mentorship. And um, I think that's a really interesting way for families to really bring another layer to that learning and development for, for rising generations. Uh, Jerry Meyer, it has been great to have you on this podcast today. We've learned a lot from you, and I'm sure we could learn a whole lot more. Thank you very much for joining the Tamarind Learning Podcast, and we hope to have you as a guest again soon in the future. It's been an absolute pleasure, and, and uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation.